Why do we say stories of holy men who passed away a long time ago? I'm going to give you a, a philosophical answer, a more scholarly answer than I need to, and then perhaps you're even asking for. Because I think I want to explore this on what I think is a, a basic or a fundamental level. What I'm about to tell you, I believe, is true not just in Hergish, in myth and Hasidic feeling, but in terms of creation and the divine plan. When we talk about the purpose of creation, why did God create the world? Why did God create man? What does man, God want from man? Of course, there's so much discussion in so many different madregas, so many different dimensions of Torah Shbalpeh, about how that question is answered. But what emerges, at least, in, at least in the Hasidic model, is basically two ideas. There's a broad idea and there's a narrow idea. The broad idea is about bringing God down. The narrow idea is about raising us up to God. And this applies in many, many contexts. Most basically, did God create the world for the Jewish people, for the land of Israel, and for the Torah? Or did he create the world for all of humanity, the entire globe, and the seven laws of Noach? And the answer to that question is both. Based on your angle, if you're approaching the purpose of creation from what's considered a narrow perspective, the answer is he created for the Jewish people, for Eretz Yisrael, and for Torah, which is why you have an Ishoinim very famously in the Ramban, based on Medrashim, but the Ramban, of course, drives this point home, that Yiddishkeit was really designed for Eretz Yisrael. It's not only that there are many mitzvahs that we cannot do outside of Eretz Yisrael, but even the mitzvahs that we can do outside of Eretz Yisrael, like Tefillin, the way he expresses it is we're practicing it in Chutz Laaret, so that when we come to Eretz Yisrael, we're able to practice all of the mitzvahs. Which, of course, is the basis for an argument made in Svarim, that if you're afraid that you cannot keep especially this year, which is the Shnasa Shemitah, even though Shemitah is Manazah is Derabonon, but it's still a mitzvah. So the Chazal say, better don't go to Eretz Yisrael than go to the Holy Land and fail. That's one angle. The other angle is that Hashem created the world for all of for the entire globe, for all of humanity, and for the Sheva Mitzvah B'nei Neach. The first model is the narrow model. It's about raising ourselves above the world. So there's the holiest people, the holiest land, the holiest way of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch But in terms of the broad purpose, which is bringing God Almighty down, it's the other way around. It's the lower a person is, the more they serve that purpose, even though they're doing so much less than a greater person, because for them it's more difficult, for them it's a bigger deal, and accordingly, they are more central in fulfilling the purpose for which Hashem created the world. And when you'll then ask the question, so, okay, so which is the point in the purpose? The narrow or the broad? So let's be candid. We're Lubavitcher Hasidim, we're Chabad, in Deir Hashvi, in the seventh generation, and everybody knows that in our times, there's no question about it that 
the purpose of creation is Nisava Kadish Barhulia to bring God into the world. In other words, the broad purpose that involves all of humanity, the whole globe, and the Sheva Mitzvah Spinach, rather than the Jewish people, the Holy Land and the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. Um, the Rebbe seems to hold that the Rambam agrees with this and that the Alter Rebbe agrees with this. The, the Rambam is the Lukutasikh's Khelik of Gimel, Pashas Bolak, the Sikha that's called the Karkar. The Rebbe makes this argument. Now, of course, if you ask me, so which, who's right? right uh, is the narrow about raising up idea or the broad about bringing down idea true? Which is truer? And it depends which maimah you learn, depends which sikha you learn. I guess most of you who are listening to me, if, you, if you're Chabad persuaded, you're disposed towards Dira B'tachtainim. If you're not Chabad persuaded, this idea frightens you a little bit, then you're far more disposed towards the other side. When you ask the question, as they say, unbalanced, the answer is, it's the combination. It's the combination of a special land, a special people, and a special Torah, juxtaposed against the whole of the world, all of mankind, and all of the Torah, because they need each other. They feed off each other. In other words, the idea of being holy sets the stage for the idea of being a person who serves God and lives in the image of God in the real world. And um, the ultimate expression of holiness is not when the holiness is isolated, but when the holiness is manifest and is brought down and is lived in the real world, in every day, in every moment, in every environment, in every situation, in every circumstance, in every aspect and facet of life. And there are many models for this dichotomy, for this plurality, for this paradox. Um, perhaps the first model would be Avram Avinu and the Jewish people. Avram Avinu, Yitzhak Avinu, Yankov Avinu, We're individual righteous people. They're the fathers of our nation. They're the parents of our nation. Without them, the Jewish nation wouldn't be born. But we learn about in Hasidus that their influence, their legacy had to be erased in Mitzrayim for the birth of a nation. And a nation, which is called in Hebrew Am, is also called Tzibur, which means a community that consists not only of Tzadikim, not only of Benyani, but also of Rishoyim. And today happens to be out of Yom Kippur, so I want to throw in that it says in Halacha that we say, Kol Nidrei, we're giving ourselves permission as a quorum, as a minion, as a ada of Dayonim. We're permitting ourselves to pray with sinners. So it says in Allah, it's not only that we're allowed to pray with sinners, we have to have sinners. A community that's only righteous is not a community. It's only a community if you have above average, average, and below average. And together, they constitute the nation of God. So if you would ask me the question, so what's the point of creation? Avraham and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yankiv and Rachaleah, or the collective of the Jewish people? The answer is it's the interface, it's the combination. The tzaddik is very, very important. And the purpose of the tzaddik has to do with the entire community. And this is the answer to your question. Why do we tell stories of tzaddikim? It's not only because tzaddikim are closer to God, it's not only because tzaddikim and their stories are very inspiring, it's because in a real way, tzaddikim are planted by God with great precision and with a very distinctive purpose. There is a legitimate perspective within Torah to say, and I think you'll hear this a lot in Braslav Hasidis, that the world is for the tzaddikim. And all the people serve the tzaddik or help the tzaddik achieve his end. And the more 
the, the, the plurality, the people, are close to the tzaddik and help the tzaddik achieving his end, the better those people are off. But it's almost as if the entire world was created for the one righteous person. And there's legitimacy to this. In other words, this is not just an emotional argument and a, a Hasidic Fabrengen-like argument. It's a Torah argument. Tzaddikim are clear. Tzaddikim don't have the confusion and the entanglements that we have. And they're held to an incredibly high standard. And there is an angle in the mind of the tzaddik that his personal service is, it has to be perfect, it has to be very, very exact, because this is why God created the world, for the tzaddik. And the tzaddik appreciates, obviously, his responsibility towards the people around himself, but also the fact that the people around himself help him achieve what he, as the individual tzaddik, needs to achieve. To say this in a more Chabad philosophical form, the tzaddik has the vision. Or to say it even more profoundly and more controversially, the tzaddik chooses the vision. The tzaddik has the free will to actually choose what path he is going to take in his life, in the time and place that he lives. And he has more than one option. And he's going to take the entire generation in the direction that he chooses, whether it's a direction which is going towards more isolationism and raising themselves up, or towards plurality and bringing God into the world. This is literally a choice that the tzaddik makes. The tzaddik has that authority. The tzaddik has that power. And the tzaddik creates the path that everybody follows. So the centrality of a tzaddik, a real tzaddik, and we don't know, a tzaddik doesn't mean a great scholar. A tzaddik is a great scholar also. A tzaddik means a person who has an intimacy with God. At the very least, a ruach HaKadosh, a spirit of God rests upon him. At the very most, is actually a, prof- a prophetic sense upon him, but al ruach and the prerequisites to that Ruach HaKodesh, to the prerequisites to that sense of the Divine Spirit, is a purifying of his body and his mind and his actions to a degree which is perfect or virtually perfect that brings him into the sphere of experiencing divinity and makes him into what we call not just a pure person, but a holy person, Kveit Kedusha, a holy person. That individual is placed in this world logistically, meaning... Not everybody could be that. The Ramam writes, Take, that in free will there's no limits. Any person could choose to be as great a tzaddik as Meshach Rabbeinu, as great as Rosh, as Bilam, Harosha, etc. And of course, this Rambam is a tzadachiyun, it needs to be analyzed, but that's what the Rambam writes explicitly. But in Tanya we learn that although a person can escape his caste, can t- transcend the design of his soul that God gave him, which defines what kind of person he can be, Tzaddikim are special. They were created special. And they have an incredible amount of work to actualize that specialness. And if and when they do, and they achieve this station of being inspired and closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they become very central to the purpose, both in terms of leading us and in, from one angle. The world was created for the Tzaddik. Everything is about the Tzaddik. And the people around the Tzaddik have the good fortune, have the opportunity to fulfill their purpose in this world by helping the Tzaddik fulfill his. We tell stories of tzaddikim in part because the entire purpose of creation revolves around the tzaddik. This is one angle. Now, I will be honest with you and tell you that many Chabad Hasidim, especially from earlier generations, would have a huge issue with what I just said, and I'm officially a Chabadnik, 
because in Chabad Hasidus there is always the idea of a tzaddik b'manasah yichya Tanya chapter 33 does not go on the tzaddik but it goes on each one in other words one of the big differences between Chabad and other Hasidus is the place of the tzaddik in the hierarchy of the Hasidic movement where in other movements the centrality of the tzaddik is not only very important but it's everything he gives life to his community he gives purpose to his community and in Chabad there was this priority of but even within Chassidus Chabad there is this place or to say it differently Hashem, you, there's an angle and there's other angles but there is an angle where Hashem created the world for the tzaddik and the community's fulfillment of its purpose depends on helping the tzaddik fulfill his and in Chabad, there is an attitude that you need to take initiative. You need to use your own free will. You have to exercise your own judgment. You have to do, put in your own work to help the tzaddik achieve his end. So the stories we're telling about tzaddikim are not only inspiring. They're giving us a sense of the purpose of the creation and our role within it. And practically, this means that the idea of his kashros, being attached to a tzaddik, which is so incredibly basic to Hasidus, isn't only about inspiration. It isn't only about lifting ourselves up. It isn't only giving us the strength to deal with the challenges that come from doubt and from depression and from a lack of motivation. But it really speaks to the truth of why God created the relationship between the tzaddik and the common person. Now, just to repeat one more time, the stories that we're telling the tzaddik in the model that I just articulated are helping us appreciate how important it is to be attached to the tzaddik, which is deeper than how the tzaddik inspires us, how the tzaddik helps us deal with the struggles of our lives. Now, I know, and I will concede, that what I just said was not what you expected to hear, or certainly not what is typically articulated. So I'm going to end this session, which is too long already, and Blinada next week I'm going to do another segment on this question where I'll give the more traditional, the more classic, the more typical answer. Um, but what I shared today is, I think, the more precise scholarly answer. A chasima and a gemar chasima teva to all of us. Teva nirva nigla. As I mentioned in earlier classes, this year is both a shnas ibur and a shnas shabbos. It's a shemitah year, which is a year of shabbos. It's a leap year. So the leap year represents tshuva. The shemitah year represents shabbos. So there's the tshuva of shabbos. Like this entire year is a shabbos tshuva kind of a year. And of course, the theme of shabbos tshuva is tshuva law, the higher tshuva, which is done with joy predicated on the attitude of let's get as close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as we can and get joy from that relationship. A good Yom Tif, a good Yom and a good Yom HaKadosh.